to your understanding of your functionality in the body of Christ. This is a crisis in the body of Christ today because not too many people understand what exactly is their composition. For instance, if you look at the hand now, the hand is not made up of a single long bone. Why? Because of the function that the hand is meant to perform. So it is when you understand the composition of the thing, that is when you can understand the function of that thing. And it therefore means that it is when you understand who you are, that is when you can understand your functionality in the body of Christ and your functionality at the very time that the world has entered into today. And like I said earlier, the church does not have this clear understanding. That is why you have so many people who are living lives that is not becoming of a Christian. The problem is that they do not understand their make, neither do they understand their function, what they are supposed to do as far as the body is concerned. I pray the Lord tonight that God will grant us understanding in the name of Jesus. Are, 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 are we still together? Yes, sir. Are we still together? Praise God. Yes. Good. Now, now, so we must therefore understand that it is when you yes, it is when you understand your composition, right? That is when you can understand what you are meant to do. Now, this is not only true from the physical sense or from the biological sense. It is also very, very true in the spirit, in the spiritual sense. All right. Now, you may understand who you are as a man, but there is a need for you to understand who you are in Christ Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, I'm saying that there, 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 there is a difference between those two things. You can understand who you are as a man, and yet you do not understand who you are in Christ Jesus. Again, this is where the church faltered. There are so many people that understood who they are in the flesh. That is who you are in the flesh. Praise the Lord. And who you are in the flesh does not answer the challenge that the devil brings in the spirit. So you have a situation where the church knows who it is or who, the, 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 who we have in the flesh. We have not fully comprehend what exactly Christ has made us to be. And I'm going to outline some few things that will tell us who we are in Christ Jesus. So the point I'm raising here is that you can know who you are as a man, but you may not, you may not have understood who you are in Christ. And these two are different. Now, this is exactly what the book of Ephesians chapter 1 is telling us. Right? Now, I'm going to start to read from verse 10. Right? Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 10. I'm going to just read briefly. But then, 
I want us to know this. Let's put this at the back of our mind. That what Christ has made you is exactly what the scripture is bringing out in Ephesians chapter 1. In other words, who you are in Christ Jesus. And I want us to remember that it is who you are in Christ Jesus. It is the knowledge of that that can answer to the challenges of the devil. If what you ask, if you do not understand the real person that you are in Christ Jesus, the enemy might still take it up on you. And today, the church must be filled with a clear understanding of not just who we are as a person, not just who we are in the flesh, but who we are in Christ Jesus. That is what the devil can respond to. Who you are in the flesh, you know, there's, there's, there's this point where the Bible says, we do not know anybody in the flesh since Jesus Christ. Who you are in Christ is the most, is the most important thing, and that is what the devil can't respond to. So, I'm going to run through it based on Ephesians chapter 1. Let me just read out the spirit briefly. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. It says, Christ be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realm with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. But the first thing I want you to know about knowing who you are in Christ Jesus is that what you have been completely packaged. That's the first thing. You have been completely packaged. You are well packaged in Christ Jesus. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 that he said, Blessed be God that made us complete, that has given us all spiritual blessings. It is only in Christ that your completeness is assured, not in any other thing. It is in Christ Jesus that your completeness is assured. So, what am I saying? Your package is solid and complete in Christ Jesus. Christians, we must understand this very well. It is a lot of our daily attitude to the things of this world. We have been well packaged. Hallelujah. You are a bundle of perfectness as far as Christ is concerned. That is what that scripture is saying. Now, the second thing you must understand is that you have been predestined. You are not a product of accident. There is nothing like accident as far as God is concerned. You are preconceived by God. That same scripture told us that from Ephesians chapter 1. It said, We have been predestined. If predestined means you are a product of fearful design. God, you, you, you didn't just come. A Christian is 
and it determines what you respond to and what responds to you. Hallelujah. Now, what you add in Christ Jesus is that you are made into the image and the image of Christ. Ephesians chapter 1 also told us that your true identity is not the situation you are in, it is the Christ in the inside of you. Hallelujah. I hope everybody, I hope you are still hearing me. Yes, sir. Praise God. I hope you are hearing me. Now, who you are defines you, and that is why you need to know who you are in Christ Jesus. It defines you. That is what defines you. Now, the crisis we have in the body of Christ today is that we have Christians still have the problem of, or what I call, the crisis of identity. We don't seem to understand or we don't seem to know who exactly we are because we define ourselves by the value of the world, not by what Jesus says. Now, what defines you is not what somebody says, it is what Jesus says. Hallelujah. Your identity is not determined by the situation around you. Your identity is determined by what the Bible says. And this you must understand. What did Jesus say about you? He says you are a chosen generation. Christians are not to live by the situation they are in. They are to live by the Christ in the inside of them. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, you know, let me give you a, a simple example. There is a common thing, particularly when this coronavirus came up, that people will say, stay safe. Stay safe has suddenly became, became a greeting. Stay safe. And I decided to ask myself, what does it really mean to say to stay safe? You cannot be safe until you are saved. The truth is, no matter how much of stay safe that is being said, the real salvation or the real faith is actually in Christ. And this Christian must understand. This Christian must know. I have always said this that the solution to what is hard currently and the solution to it or to whatever happens after the Corona saga. The solution lies with Jesus Christ. If, as long as Jesus is there removed from the situation, the solution may not be found. It is only in Christ Jesus that the solution can come. So, what am I saying? It is not the situation that defines you, it is the Bible that defines you. And what does the Bible say? It says you have been made in the image of Christ. In fact, your life, your identity is declared by Christ Jesus. May this understanding declare to us in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, the first thing I want to say about why 
you need to know is because this structure, your composition, your understanding of who you are is what you is full of business. You make and who you are the determines your business. Christians do not understand that in Christ Jesus we have been placed far above. That's what the scripture says. In Ephesians, the first is far above. In Christ Jesus we have been placed far above principalities and powers. We have been placed far above sickness and disease. Church, hear this today. There is Jesus is still healing Jesus remains a healer and in the body of Christ, the earlier this understanding comes along, the better it is for us. Let nobody undermine the healing power that is in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus heals. Coronavirus or no coronavirus, Jesus heals. And that, that must be clear to us as Christians. You know, one of my greatest frustrations, particularly in this time of coronavirus, is the way most of us Christians feel. And I understood from the place that this virus has actually brought out the, the real substance that is in most of us as Christians. It has shown that we are still in it has shown that really the church, particularly in this part of the world, we only have weak people have faith. Because if we really know the Christ who we believed, we will know that in Christ Jesus we have been raised we have been raised far above sickness and crisis. We have been raised far above years. And we have been raised far above failures. We have been raised far above despair and hopelessness. We have been raised far above That is our make. And if you don't understand your make, you cannot be properly placed. May you be properly placed in the name of Jesus Christ. May the understanding of who Christ is may it damage. And with that understanding, may you be able to operate where God has made you in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, what then is my prayer for you? My prayer is that you may know him. Praise the Lord. That you may know him. And not only knowing him, that you may increase in the knowledge of God. That was also expressly established in the Ephesians of the Ephesians of the world of the It said that you may know him. May you know him in the name of Jesus Christ. And may you increase in the knowledge of the one thing I bless God for by this book is that it has created a platform by which it has made the of God. If there is anything that 
that God wants you to get to do is to do to increase to the knowledge of Christ. I wrote an article sometimes ago that it is not locked down, it is locked. For me, this time is a time for Christians to actually sit down and increase in the knowledge of God. Yeah, you could say that you know God, but the point is your knowledge of Christ must keep increasing so that that knowledge can keep to meet up to the onslaught of the devil that is protecting our generation. May you know him in the name of Jesus Christ. And I'd like you to know one thing today. There is a difference between the knowledge of Christ is every other knowledge. Hallelujah. There is a difference between the knowledge of Christ and every other knowledge. And I'm going to look at the wrong with you as I begin to bring it to Jehovah. Now, the first thing you must realize is that Christ is a revelation. Christ is a revelation. A man can live in three ways. You can live by assumption, you can live by information, and you can live by revelation. May I tell you this? Christians are not to live by assumptions. We are not even to live by information. First, the name of the Lord. There is difference between the truth and the truth in Christ. Amen. So, we are to live by the revelation of Christ. When God wants to give a man, he will give you the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's why I'm telling you today that we have to live by the revelation of Christ Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. And in doing that, we must understand that the knowledge of Christ and the increasing knowledge of Christ that we are talking about is not just all manners of knowledge. It's not just all manners of information. Of course, you know that at this time that we are in, there are so many information that is flying around. You cannot believe by those informations. Because if there is any organization that is remains confused now, you will not get organization itself. Because man does not have, or man is not to live by just any information. But the revelation of Jesus Christ, 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 the revelation of the measure of your growth as a Christian is the increasing revelation and the knowledge of Christ that you have. It is not by how much money you are getting, it is by the knowledge, the increasing knowledge of Christ that you are having. That is the measure of your spiritual growth. Hallelujah. And so, as Christians, we must understand that it is the more of Christ we know, that is the more of ourselves we understand. 
Bible told us in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. He said, and as we behold him with an unveiled face, we are transfigured into his likeness from one level of glory to the other of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So it is how much of him you know that determines how much of yourself. When God revealed himself to Isaiah, he said, the next thing he saw after seeing the glory of God is to be The more of us you know, the more of yourself. That is what the knowledge of Jesus Christ does. Now the third thing is that his knowledge supplies the grace. The more of Christ you know, the more grace you will receive, the more strength will be released to you, and the more power will become available to you to handle every day. I have come to you that the body of Christ is where we are today because we have not caught the revelation of Jesus that should answer for some of the challenges that the devil is And until such revelation down to us, we will not be what we want to be. Don't forget what Jesus told us. He said, upon this revelation, I will be righteous. And the gate and the gate of hell cannot be the hell. What we need to get of the not to be against should be the best of the revelation of Christ and the increasing knowledge of Christ and our conscience. That is what so the power that answers the conscience. Hallelujah. Now, the fourth one is that it establishes the necessary changes that you might make. If, we, if, you, if you are looking for genuine change, then you need to grow and to increase in the knowledge of Christ. And finally, it provides us with the needed resources for the workings of the Holy Spirit. It is the knowledge of Christ that, because that knowledge itself is a template, is a platform upon which the workings of the Holy Spirit will be expressly manifested. I want to trust God that God has transcended Christ to you this day. And I want to say as a hand of this point that that you might know your knowledge of Christ is that it is that knowledge that is the answer to all things. And if there is anything God is doing,
with you on this platform today. I bless the name of the Lord that has brought us together to bless our lives. And I trust the Lord that as you sit on down to hear this word, the Lord will bless you in Jesus' name. Today, I want to talk to you about the manifold message. It is true that quite a number of us, we understand what mercy is. As a matter of fact, we all talk about the mercies of God. Some people even go to the extent of creating a slang out of mercy. You hear words like, Oh, merciful God. God have mercy. So, everybody understood what mercy is all about. But the truth of the matter is this. Not too many of us understand that mercy is in folds. In other words, there is what is called the manifold mercies of God. There are several folds of God's mercies. Hallelujah. So when we talk about manifold, we're talking about the many folds of God's mercies. And today, I want to open our eyes to the different folds of God's mercy. But we must understand that each fold of God's message brings or it unveils different aspects of God's goodness and faithfulness to man. That's why the book of Lamentation chapter 3 says, For the steadfast love of the Lord never cease, His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is His faithfulness. As a matter of fact, let me read the scripture to you. Lamentation chapter 3, verse 22 says, It is of the Lord's message that we are not consumed, because His compassion fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Hallelujah. So we understand here that the manifold mercies of God unveils the different aspects of God's goodness and faithfulness. Hallelujah. And we must understand that because God is love, mercy is the expression of his love. I want you to understand that tonight, that because God is love, the mercies of God is the expression of the love of God. Praise the name of the Lord. His mercies are extended to you today simply because you have come in contact with this platform, simply because you are hearing this word tonight. I want you to understand that God is extending this word to you because His mercies is being extended to you. His mercies are extended to you today. And I pray that in the name of Jesus, every day you will receive your own consignment of God's message in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for you today that you will receive.
receive your own consignment of God's mercy in the name of Jesus Christ. You will be a beneficiary of the different food of God's mercies in the name of Jesus Christ. So, I'm starting a series of teaching like this. I want to show you the different foods of God's mercies so that you will have an understanding and you can pray accordingly and claim your own mercy. Don't forget, his steadfast love never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. For great is the faithfulness of God. The expression of God's mercies, the different folds of God's mercies, is what shows the faithfulness of God to you. And until you receive it, you may not be able to walk in the fullness of what God has achieved to you. On the God side, He is faithful and He will always extend His message to you. And that's why He's bringing this understanding your way today. That you may know that God is good and He is forever faithful. That He has told you about his manifold his manifold message is simply because he is faithful to you and he wants you to be a beneficiary of it until we see again some other time remain under the shadow of god's mercy